This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome on in to the 51st, also the 50th episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Uh, it's the 51st episode, and I was trying to look up uh, best eagles to wear the number 51 in honor of them. And what I realized is that number 51 is basically just a number that all the shitty linebackers in Eagles history have ever gotten, like uh, Jamar Chaney, uh, uh, Emmanuel Acho. Uh, there was Joe Mays, like there, like it was, it was like all the all the shitty linebackers that have ever donned the uh, the the Eagles midnight green, basically um, wore the number fifty one. So, in honor of them, we are naming Counterpoint Podcast episode number fifty one, aka the every shitty linebacker episode of the counterpoint podcast brought to you by the go birds pod or the gb spot like we call it on the counterpoint podcast i am recording this from my house because i want to see if i can do this in the future because it would save me a trip to the studio we're getting there super early so i hope this works out because i uh, i enjoy i enjoy sitting here on my bed looking around doing an episode of counterpoint so um on today's show listen I can't even get into Jack's headlines because Carson Wentz is back. So, like, we're going to jump right into that. And then we'll have Jack's headlines. And then we'll have the mailbag. And what's the line saying? And what's the line saying? Listen, it was a tough week. Um, I lost. And it, what's the line saying? Did, did not come through last week. I feel like a, a total liar. Um, but we'll get back on track this week. Um, the Eagles obviously played like it was just a, it was a brutal game. It's a brutal game. Um, okay, so speaking of that game, and this is like right into the trust tree. I so I had to I had to produce the Phillies game last week. I had to produce the Phillies game on PHT because I'm the only one at the station that knows how to do it, or the only one that's not working the Eagles game. So I had to had to watch the Eagles. Or I had to watch the Phillies um, up on a, another station. So I missed the Eagles game, and I tried my like I. It's impossible to do it in 2018. I made it through the whole entire game, didn't know the score, was planning to go home and watch it, 
I didn't go on Twitter, no nothing. I, w- I didn't know anything that was going on. I, I did not, I had no idea what was going on. I, had, I was off Twitter, didn't watch the game, didn't check any scores, didn't check fantasy, all that fun stuff. And then, and then, as I'm about to leave the station, I get an update from The Athletic with the score. So, first off, The Athletic is banned from the Counterpoint Podcast because they ruined my Sunday. So, like, once I got the update, I was like, this is just miserable. So, came back, uh, watched it, and it was just like, all the fire was just gone. It was hard to get angry. And what sucks for me is that I have to do uh, this Sunday's game. So I decided that this Sunday I'm going to just sit there and watch the Eagles game instead of watching the Phillies because the Phillies season is now over. Um, I know it's not really over, but it's effectively over at this point. So I'm going to watch the I'm going to watch the Eagles over the Phillies. I made a I made a poor decision. Trust tree. I made a poor decision. I thought that I would be able to to somehow not know what was happening in the Eagles game in 2018, and that's on me. That's on me. I didn't have a choice. I had to work. I obviously wish I didn't have to work. Will not make that mistake again. Will not make that mistake again. But enough about me. Carson Wentz is back. And like I I every time a Phillies every time an Eagles player mentions the sheriff is back in town. Like I get instant chills. Like there's the, the Eagles for the first 2 weeks have like needed that that spark. They needed that spark that would kind of wake them up and get them into the 2018 season. And I think getting Carson Wentz back does that. Like, Carson Wentz being back. First off, the Chubb meter has been taking, taken out of the closet. Like, the Chubb meter is... It, it, we're, we're dusting it off. It, it moved a little bit once we got the, the Carson Wentz is clear. Like, it, it, it was, a, it was a, a, an instant Chubb once we, got the, once we got the update that Carson was cleared. And then, and then it kind of went down a little bit. Like, we're still really excited, but we can't... We can't, you know, it, it was basically like foreplay. Like, you can't get too excited because he just cleared and, like, whatever. When, once Sunday rolls around and you see him, like, being Carson again, the the, the, the Chubb meter is it's just going to start breaking. It's just going to start breaking all over again. It's going to just slamming down the end because Carson Wentz, number 11, and honestly, just calling him 11 makes me happy. Like, he's just, Carson Wentz is a, is a life changer. He is he is really what a life changer is in the quarterback position. And like Nick Foles, honestly, hope he had, never plays a snap for the Eagles ever again. And that's not a slight to Nick Foles. It's not a slight to Nick Foles. We are forever indebted to what Nick Foles brought to the city. It's just that Carson Wentz is the guy. He's the franchise. He is the future. He is the now. He is our Lord and Savior. And I hope that Nick Foles never has to take a snap for the Eagles again. Where I'm at. Um, now we have to talk about something very, very important because we have to talk about how Carson Wentz should be introduced. And I know, I think this is all I think about, honestly. I know the listeners of this podcast and those of you in the trust tree, you probably think that I think about how Carson Wentz is going to be introduced to the link all day, every day. And honestly, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all because it's pretty much all I think about. I think the Eagles have continuously this season made mistakes by not trolling other teams with a Super Bowl win, all that fun stuff. They can't mess up Carson Wentz's return. They, they, they just can't do it. It's, it's, it's the most important thing that happens to the Eagles season from a team standpoint. So um, I believe that I have laid out the, the perfect plan for the Eagles to absolutely nail uh, Carson Wentz's return. So... Um, 
I know they listen to this podcast. Everyone of the Eagles listens to this podcast. It's the most important Eagles podcast. So why would they not listen to it? So I know you're listening now, and this is exactly how it should play out. So the rest of the team can come out to dreams and nightmares for all I care. I mean, us at the Counterpoint Podcast, we uh, we are a pro for those about to rock. Not anti dreams and nightmares. It's not that I'm I'm anti what dreams and nightmares meant to the Philadelphia Eagles last year. It's just that for those about to rock is like the perfect hype, extreme hype intro song. Like it starts off slow. Like for me, the perfect hype intro song is a is, is one that starts off kind of slow. You build it up. You, you really start really starting getting into that frame of mind and then it just like explodes. And that's why I'm a big for those about to rock guy. So the whole team can get introduced to, to dreams and nightmares, whatever. But Carson needs to be special. I know we talked a little bit about um, how the, the, the rock is going to be in, in front of um, is going to be in, in front of where the Eagles come out of and there's going to be a, a single spotlight on him like SpongeBob in the bubble bowl. But but it's going to be a day game, so they're not, not going to be able to do that. So I, I changed it up. Uh, I pulled a Peterson and made a halftime adjustment. And I decided that it should be for those about to rock. And, you know, first you hear the little, like, and, like, while it's starting to introduce itself, while it's starting to, like, slowly start building up in the background, you're going to have on all the video screens, you're going to have Carson Wentz highlights, and you have, he escapes! And then you have Merrill, you'll have Merrill, you'll have all the great plays from last year, you have him winning winning everything, being the MVP of the league, and the crowd just going to be building in, in, in anticipation, and then it's going to be like, for those about to rock, fire, we salute you! And then Carson comes running out to midfield, Runs through all the lines, and and he gets his his one singular shining moment in front of the link for the return. Grown man tears. Everyone's crying. It's like it's like Carson getting introduced once again to to Eagles Nation is going to be uh, like the, the grown man tears. Grown man tears all over again. All in on crying when you see Carson Wentz again because like in our heart of hearts, we wanted Carson Wentz to be on the field last year on February fourth. Listen, we, like, like I said, we will forever be indebted for what Nick Foles meant to this franchise. But Carson was drafted to be the savior. And I think all of us felt when he went down, and obviously they rose up, won the whole thing, but he was brought in to be the guy, that to, to, to be on the field and be the savior and all that stuff. And I think us going through the rehab process with him, in a sense has brought us closer to him. So it has to be a special introduction. It has to be an introduction solely for Carson. Because while Carson didn't get his moment in the sun, this is our chance as Eagles fans to rain down on him and say, hey, we are all we 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 love you. You're gonna bring us home another one. Go get it, baby. And be the spark that gets this season really started. Like has the season even really started yet? I don't even think the first two weeks have even happened. Like, they don't really happen. Like, nothing in this season has really even happened yet until Carson Wentz steps on the field again. And guess what? I just want to remind the NFL. This guy had 33 touchdowns 
and six interceptions last year. And he got hurt in week 14. Like, the NFL has no fucking idea what it is in for now that the sheriff is back in town. Also, Peyton Manning, I know you were the sheriff. You can get out. No one cares about you anymore, Peyton Manning. No one likes you. You're a perpetual loser in this league. You're a regular season quarterback. You are, the, you, you are the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I know the first one, he was fantastic. But 2015 Peyton Manning was the single worst quarterback I've ever seen win a Super Bowl. So the, the, the sheriff, it's a bad nickname when you were as bad as you were. In that, in that 2015, 2016 season. So guess what? We're out on Peyton Manning being the sheriff. The real sheriff is Carson Wentz. So he's back. So, um, but as with anything, um, we got to go in the trust tree with Carson. Because it's going to be nerve-wracking as shit watching Carson Wentz play quarterback again. Because like, even though we're all excited and we're all glad he's back... We need to, we need to, this is, this is a trust tree moment. We need to understand that, like, it's probably not going to be the same. He might be a little bit rusty. And the first time he gets hit, I feel like all of us are going to get hit. Like, the first time he is hit, I think my heart might stop. I'm not even lying to you. My heart, my heart stopped when they traded for him. And my heart's going to stop when he gets hit for the first time. And, like, if he gets up a little gingerly, or if anyone goes to his knees, like, Watching this game on Sunday is going to be an arduous task, one that we haven't really been through before. Now, if you're a Sixers fan, it's kind of like what watching the first year of Joel Embiid was like, where it's like, dude, like you are transcendent. You are a superstar. But man, watching you is a, a heart-stopping experience. And now we're playing football. So Carson Wentz is going to get hit all the time. The first time he scrambles out of the pocket and starts running for that first down, like, I, 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 I might have to watch with my eyes closed. I am so excited for Carson Wentz to be back. I think, I think it is go time. I think it is the, the season really starts now. But, like, holy shit, am I also terrified to watch Carson Wentz. And that's why the trust tree is here. Because I, I am, I, if you are a member of the trust tree, you listen to this podcast, you have listened to all 51, maybe 50 episodes of this podcast. It is perfectly okay to say I am nervous as shit to watch Carson Wentz play football again because I am. I am terrified of the first time he gets hit. But I try not to think about it because if I think about it too much, I head into a dark place. Depression, dep- depressed Jack. When talking about Carson and any injuries, I, just, I have put any injury history, any injury risk completely out of my mind with Carson. And on Sunday is the first time it's going to be like, wow, I actually have to watch this live. So I'm very excited for Carson Wentz to be back. I am very nervous to watch Carson Wentz play quarterback again for the Eagles. All right, so let's get to uh, Jack's headlines here on the Counterpoint Podcast. Um, so this is a bit, of, a bit underreported by uh, those who cover the team and those who um, follow the team and wasn't really talked about on Twitter. But um, Alshon said that he's expecting a Super Bowl again. And I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in Alshon because, as we all know, um, Alshon is a, is a wizard. Alshon is a prophet. And 
for him to say he's expecting a Super Bowl, it, it, it lends me to believe that he doesn't fully buy into the, to this Eagles team. Like Alshon is a guy that has made bold claims and he's ended up being right before. And for him to just come out and be wimpy and be like, well, we're expecting another Super Bowl run, it's not Alshon. So I'm wondering if the rotator cuff injury is affecting him to the point where he's not confident in himself this season, he's not confident in his team, because the Alshon that I knew, the guy that this is, you know what this is? This is Al. This is Al. This is Al coming out and saying, I don't think we can, you know, I'm not going to guarantee a Super Bowl, but, like, it'd be cool. No, not my Alshon. So uh, I think we could read into this just a little bit and say that Alshon's a little banged up, maybe out for a couple weeks. So I think I think once his, his shoulder starts feeling better, you'll, you'll start seeing the, you know what, we're going to win the Super Bowl again, I guarantee it. Like, um, disappointed in Alshon, but he'll be better. Um, Jalen Mills. So Jalen Mills, listen. Uh, Jalen, this is an open invitation. You are welcome into the trust tree. Like, I, th- I feel like Jalen Mills needs the trust tree. And I know all of you listening to this podcast feel as if Jalen Mills needs the trust tree. Like, when I saw Jalen Mills' uh, comments on Eagles fan, which, like, it's just always bad to go at Eagles fans and the fake fans. I know we talk about, you know, he wasn't talking about diseased Eagles fans. He was talking about the, the fake ones that only tune in on Sundays and, like, Blow up. Speaking of, of things, like I can't go on Instagram. This is a very niche thing, but I can't go on Instagram during game day because it's just a bunch of fakes that are, are, are in their Wentz jerseys and are just like, game day, go birds, baby. And they're just like out at a bar. Like there's, it's, it's a social event. And I can't, I, I can't go on Instagram. So those are the fans that are tweeting at Jalen Mills like, you suck. And if you've ever at a player, just like, I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what is the point of adding? Like, you're an asshole. Anyway, um, Jalen Mills needs a trust tree. He come out. He, he rips Eagles fans. Well, the fake fans, not the disease fans. And if he, if he differentiated the two, I think we'd understand. I think I would have been in Jalen Mills' corner. But he needs a trust tree. So if you want to let Jalen Mills know, this is the appropriate time to add a player. Say, hey, Jalen, know you're going through some stuff. Um, the trust tree's got you. And you can come in, get your feelings out. That's why the trust tree is here. It's here for moments like this, Jalen. So an open invitation to Jalen Mills. Come in the trust tree. We'll talk about it. We'll go over uh, his frustrations with the Eagles fans or or wh- whatever. Um, and we'll, we'll make things right. Listen, if you if you come on this podcast, y- you end up looking pretty good. I mean, look at ESP. Rising star. Because he, come on, because he came on the Counterpoint podcast. So the Browns get their first win in forever last night against the Jets. And they did it by blatantly stealing the Eagles' play that the Eagles stole from the Bears, who stole it from Clemson. Don't let some antics get in the way. The Browns are banned. The Browns are banned from this podcast. Hugh Jackson's banned from the pod. You don't, you don't come out and blatantly lie to the media and everyone, every fan is like, no, I created that myself. I'm an offensive wizard. I'm Hugh Jackson. You don't do that. So you're banned. You're fucking banned. And you don't even like just the, the thing is, is that Baker Mayfield, an honest, good, culture changing quarterback, came out and said that the play was called the Philly special. And then you come out and you blatantly lie and you say that, no, I created that shit. Like, no, you didn't. Hugh, we've all watched you coach football. You can barely do it. So banned. Browns are banned for 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 stealing the play, but trying to cover it up. Why are you covering it up? Doug came out, 
Doug Doug is not a is not a, a skeevy salesman like you, Hugh. He came out and said, Yeah, we took it from the Bears. Who took it from Clemson? So guess what, Hugh? I know you got your first win last night, but you're you're banned. You're banned from the pot. I'm sorry. I, I gotta I gotta be honest. Finally, Jordan Matthews is back. Who's excited? Everyone? No? No one's excited? Cool. Uh, so uh, Jordan Matthews is back, which leads to the most important question uh, I can ask. Is the Jordan Matthews and Carson TD celebration cool? Where they go up, they do their handshake, and then tie their ties like it's a business thing. But it is official counterpoint position. It is not a cool touchdown celebration. It is not a cool touchdown celebration because Jordan Matthews is not a good receiver. So if Jordan Matthews was good, like if this was if this was Carson and Alshon or Carson and Ertz or Carson and hopefully Goddard, very cool, very cool, awesome, uh, Carson and Nelson. But it's Jordan Matthews. It's Jordan Matthews. Also, one second, Jordan Matthews is basically Nick Foles. They're the exact same person. They're not, not person. They're the, well, they are pretty big God guys. Big God guys, Jordan Matthews and Nick Foles. But think about their careers. Come here, have you know you have the twenty-seven and two from Foles, which uh, just just skews everyone's perception of Nick Foles. You have Jordan Matthews who puts up all these fucking stats, like like <laughs> that put him in the realm of Mike Evans and and DeAndre Hopkins and all these like actually good receivers. And Jordan Matthews has the same stats as them, which like. I just don't understand why we can't differentiate. Like Jordan Matthews may have those stats, but Jordan Matthews wasn't on a football team for the first three weeks of the season, and I or first two weeks of the season. And I know like he's hurt, but like no one was interested in Jordan Matthews. He had to get a prove it deal with the Patriots for the league minimum. Like what are we what are we even arguing here? And like I just I I I, I don't understand. But like anyway, so 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 Jordan Matthews leaves here injuries. Uh, no one wants him, comes back, and will lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Just like Nick Foles. Nick Foles left here, was trash, almost out of the league, almost quit, went to Andy Reid, whatever. Eagles sign him, bring him back, wins the Super Bowl. I think the same thing's going to happen here. Calling my shot, the Eagles win the Super Bowl again, and Jordan Matthews is the Super Bowl MVP because it is just like Nick Foles. Also, what if he catches a touchdown pass on Sunday? Like That would be a lesson. I'm in. I'm in on him catching a touchdown pass on Sunday. But J Matt is back. Um, um, two official counterpoint positions. The Jordan Matthews Carson Wentz touchdown celebration is not cool. And the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. And Jordan Matthews is going to win Super Bowl MVP because he is Nick Foles. Makes a lot of sense to me. All right. So um, let's get to the counterpoint mailbag, which you can always email at counterpoint mailbag. Listen, it's a tough day. It's a tough time just speaking words into a microphone. Anyway, um, so let's get right into it. From David Tomei. Jack, while this week's loss was a bummer, I have a feeling that this Eagles team is going to get hot at the right time. Wentz will have six games to get his sea legs underneath him and then the bye week before the following stretch. Cowboys twice, Washington twice at New Orleans, which will arguably be the toughest game of the season on paper. Also, I'm 95% sure that I am going to be in New Orleans. So if anyone's down there, let's just hang out. And uh, at Rams, the Carson Wentz revenge game. Of course, I that game is my Super Bowl. He needs to go in that stadium and just light that team on fire and say, yeah, listen, I may have died on this field, 
but I have risen and I'm going to dominate you. In theory, uh, at this time, Wentz will be much more comfortable on top of the fact that Alshon is expected to be back on a similar timeline, not to mention Brandon Graham getting back into game shape and the secondary has more time to get in a groove. Finally, note that it took Doug a few weeks uh, at the start of the season to get into his rhythm of play calling and scheming too. Open with heavy passing, followed by a balanced attack against the Giants and Chargers in week three and four of last season. From there, the offense and the offensive line took off. Taking into account the Vikings and Jags will both be tough ball games. If the Eagles can go into the bye at five and two or even four and three, do you think they're poised to make a run in the second half of the season? Unrelated, but when can we expect the counterpoint apparel as well? Listen, the counterpoint apparel, I need it to happen as much as you all need it to happen. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I need the counterpoint apparel. Um, it's just, you know. We're 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 gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. I, I promise you. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I feel like I've been teasing it forever. I care about the counterpoint apparel as much as you do. I promise you. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this is how I feel about the 2018 Eagles. I think the Eagles in 2018 have a. They may not win as many games as last year in the regular season, but I think their upside and the way they head into the playoffs is gonna be way higher than the team that won the Super Bowl. Like th- this team is on paper more talented and I think it's going to I think by the end of the season they're going to be rolling like rolling into the playoffs. Once once we'll be back, everyone's going to be healthy um and everyone's going to be like oh shit, here come the Eagles. That's just I think the upside of this team is is higher than than that of the team that won the Super Bowl. Now, the this is going to sound I mean like the 08 Phillies were not nearly as good as the 2011 Phillies or the 2010 Phillies. So like obviously it doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that the upside of this team once they're firing on all cylinders I think is greater than um than that of last year hi jack oh from robert wassel uh hi jack i need the trust tree's opinion on how i should react to my friend's most recent action this weekend a buddy of mine since high school got married i a member of the wedding party decided not to do the philly special because the trust tree knows the philly special at weddings is overdone during my intro um but got other members of the wedding party to do the tory smith home run celebration that's a fucking strong move rob Bob, I'm going to call you Bob because I know you're Bob, but Robert's just more formal. Um, Here's the problem. I experienced later that night. uh, My buddy went to Florida State and halfway through the reception, him and about 20 of his buddies from college sang the Florida State fight song. Normally I wouldn't mind, but they got embarrassed by Syracuse earlier that day. What makes this even worse is that when I asked him to get the Eagles fight song played and I reiterated the good football team he roots for, he he would said he he said he would make it work, but it never happened. Am I wrong for being triggered here, or did my friend blow an opportunity to do the correct chant on his wedding night? Uh, uh, Bob, first off, you are thank you for your service because listen, if you're if you're I'm I'm assuming this wedding was in the Philadelphia area, and it's a, it's a it's basically a bunch of, of of Philadelphia fans, and for him to break out the, the Florida State fight song. It's very niche of him. It's very niche. It's not, no one cares about a Florida State fight song. Like, if you do a Penn State thing around here, that makes sense. I can't stand Penn State, but, like, that makes some sense. The Eagles fight song would, would be a, a hit. It'd be, a, it'd be, it would, some would say it would make the wedding. So for him not to break it out is an embarrassment. You are 100% in the right to be triggered. I, I, I completely agree. The Tory, the Tory Smith home run celebration was fantastic. And to bring it home, you need the Eagles fight song. And, Listen, your friend should be embarrassed. Honestly, he should be. Um, from Noah Pope. Dear Jack, I love the podcast and proud to call myself a member of the trust tree. I wore my Brian Dawkins jersey and not my Wentz jersey since he wasn't playing uh, for the game on Sunday. But now that we, we have lost while I was wearing that jersey, can I ever wear it again on game day? No, you can't. No, you can't. 
you, you, you can't wear a Brian Dawkins jersey now that they lost. It's, we, all have, we all have to find our spots. This, this first month of September is going to be tough for me because I have to work. Um, but after that, we are, I'm locked in on spots. I, we, we are all finding what is going to work this year. I thought it was going to be my, my birds on broad shirt um, or the birds of broad street shirt. That shirt's out. We have to, you have to change it up until you find um, what, what, is, what works for you. So the Weapon X jersey, I'm sorry, any other day but game day. That's how it's got to be. From Benjamin Lindsay, Jack, I bought my wife and I tickets to go see the Birds play at the Rams on December 16th uh, for what will undoubtedly be Carson's revenge game in which his arm will convert to a literal cannon by which footballs will be launched, leading to a 500-yard, seven-touchdown day. I mean... There's been some bold claims on the Counterpoint podcast, but that is a bold claim. We recently moved to Portland, and it's a quick two-hour flight to L.A. My wife has never been to a game. She's a native Oregonian and, before knowing me, had loose allegiances to the Seahawks. By the way, like the Seahawks are dead, and those frauds, the 12s, are going to be like, – they're going to go away. They're just done. They're, that was the most fraudulent – fucking thing ever was whenever they would be like Seahawks fans in the 12 like dude they didn't give a shit about the Seahawks until they got good like that's bullshit anyway in my mind this is a great chance to fully indoctrinate her into Eagles fandom my question concerns LA Rams fans what do we know about them my wife will be out my wife will be about six months pregnant at the time and I'm wondering if I should be concerned have I made a terrible mistake? Listen, first off, there's no such thing as real Rams fans, and you're in L.A. Last year, there was like half the bowl was filled. That wasn't even a full stadium. There, there's no such thing as an L.A. Rams fan. You'll be perfectly fine. They won't even argue with you when you start yelling at them. Like, Ben, take your wife. It's going to be great. You're going to have a great time. Welcome her into the trust tree. And don't be afraid of Rams fans. They don't even really exist. From Andres Gonzalez, hey Jack, I believe that the average performance that the offense has had has nothing to do with foals, injured receiving backs, running backs, etc. Instead, I believe it's correlated to a lack of creative touchdown celebrations. It's <laughs> a good point. I've seen little to none fun touchdown celebrations this year, either from the team or around the league. What do you think about this matter? I also think J Matt isn't back to contribute as a player, but instead here to help jumpstart the celebrations with a straight up the tie and handshake celebration with Wentz. Best wishes, Andres. Well, Andres, as I just said. That's not a cool celebration, but maybe it gets him going. Or maybe J-Matt, in his time off, in his sabbatical, uh, has come up with a better celebration that maybe he can bring to the team. I agree with you. Although last night in the Browns-Jets game, Isaiah Crowell did wipe his ass on national television, which was hilarious. Um, All right, let's go to the Twitter.com. From Nick Nomeroff. Should Howie have given up a fourth-round pick to get Josh Gordon? So my official position on Josh Gordon is that he is uh, a nightmare, and he's barely been on the field since 2013. Like, I think Josh Gordon's an amazing player. I think he is he would have been a, a game-changer for the Eagles. But giving up a fourth-round pick, it's just too, uh, it's just too much to, to give up for a guy that you can't. Um, you can't count on to be uh, around around the team. So while his talent is intoxicating, it's just not worth it. From uh, West Javelin, Elton Brand would have been the best option for GM because of his name. Thoughts? Uh, yes, yeah, so Elton Brand's <laughs> Elton Brand's a Sixers GM, which is totally fine. Uh, I, I, it's I just trying not to think about the future of the Sixers. Sam Hinkie left them in such a good position, and they are just so close to ruining it. They haven't done it yet, but we're getting there. 
Um, from Tony B. I couldn't remember the email for the Counterpoint Podcast. Sorry for the DM. So it's Counterpoint Podcast. No, Counterpoint Mailbag at gmail.com. I almost forgot it. So things are going well. So question, how long do you give Doug, sorry, Big Balls Doug, before he runs his Philly special or Philly Philly with Wentz? Just started listening to the podcast a few months ago, hoping to join the the trust tree from here in Chicago. Enjoy the show a lot, man. Keep it up. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. How long until he breaks it out? Man, I don't know. Because like, while I really, really need to see it, I would also be really, really terrified of seeing Wentz like streaking down the field, knowing that uh, a linebacker could just torch him. However, I really, really want to see it. I say he breaks it out. Tony, I got the answer for you. He's going to break it out in the Rams game because he's going to just like, he's going to just, Wentz is going to drop dick on the Rams. He's just going to whip it out all over him and say, guess who's back? Daddy's home. I was already playing the best game of my life here. And then I got hurt. I'm about to do it again and prove to you that I'm not afraid of the Rose Bowl. So uh, it'll be the Rams game. He'll break out all the stops. He's gonna throw for the he's gonna throw for the touchdown record, like we heard earlier in the in the in the in the counterpoint mailbag. And finally, from our good friend, Brandon Lee Galton. Let's say you have to equate the value that Foles brought the Eagles for the first two games into draft pick compensation. What would that have been worth? Maybe a fifth round pick. And once again, I cannot believe that they did not trade. Nick Foles, this offseason. Just going to leave it at that. Let's get to what's the line saying. So I know what's the line saying lost last week. I know that. I know that I read the line wrong, and that's fine. And I don't want to be a blatant homer here. I don't want you thinking that, like, I'm just picking the Eagles every week because they're the Super Bowl champions. That would, that would, be, that would be disingenuous to what's the line saying. So, um... I'm going to be honest with you here. This, this is, a, is a Colts line. It's, it's a Colts line. And I don't think the Colts are going to win, but I think they're going to cover. It's minus five and a half. Oh, nope. Just checked. It's up to seven. Eagles are lock city. Minus five and a half, I thought, is what it, it's what it's reading on my app. My app's bad, but I looked online, and it's much better. Because minus five and a half, it feels like they're trying to get people to bid on the Eagles, and big public money is going to come in on the Eagles, and uh, and the Colts just find a way to cover. But minus seven's big enough to where it's like I, I, the Eagles will win. And I'm not as nervous as I was, because uh, minus seven's just big enough. And once again, this Eagles defense at home is just a different animal. Wentz is back. There's going to be a lot of motion. Perfectly fine. With, uh, with, with taking the Eagles at home. That's what's the line saying. Now, uh, is it a must-win or a trap game? That's the other question that we forgot to get to. Well, I forgot to get to, but I don't know. Um, uh, it's a must-win. It's a must-win. It's a must-win because you can't lose Carson Wentz's first start back with the emotion that's going to be going on in that stadium with the grown man's tears, with the, for those about the rock intro, uh, with Frank Reich being back. Like Losing to Frank Reich, even though, again, forever indebted to him, uh, you just can't – it's hard to take you seriously if you lose to Frank Reich at home, uh, especially with how bad that Colts defense is. And, and you know, I just it's – a, it's a must win from the standpoint of, of emotional, uh, not losing to a former coach. Like, Doug, Doug is – if he's really going to break the big balls Doug scale, he goes out and embarrasses Frank Reich and says, hey, remember who your daddy is. So um, I will say it's a must win – for the Eagles, it is it is not again not a trap game. So birds win thirty to twenty on Sunday. 
Um, the defense has a big bounce back game because once again, they're dominant at home. And I think people need to learn that. So I will be back, I think, next Friday. I like doing these on Fridays heading into the weekend. I hope that's when I can do them and, uh, and, and start your weekend off right with a nice little counterpoint. See you next week.